Good evening, everybody. Brian Newbert here from goldenblack.com. Live in his car once again, leaving Mackey Arena for what seems like the first time in like a month. Uh, this time following Purdue's 89-70 Big Ten season opening win over Minnesota. This is your Golden Black Radio Express postgame podcast. It is brought to you by Purdue Federal Credit Union, the Sand Valley Golf Resort, AcrePro.com, T&W Design and Build, the Whitaker Inn, and the East End Grill and Ripple & Company. So 89-70, Purdue over Minnesota. There should be no surprise whatsoever in the outcome of this game as Purdue's December Big Ten draw is extremely favorable. The Boilermakers being all set up for a 2-0 Big Ten start here this month. Uh, they go to Nebraska this weekend. Uh, Purdue kind of gets an opportunity here to sort of ease into things uh, from a conference play perspective. Uh, not that they necessarily have needed it because of the way they're playing right now. Um, but this was the first game uh, of that two-game uh, schedule. So, uh, you know, Purdue is obviously playing very well. They look like one of the better teams in college basketball to this point, amazingly. And Minnesota is, you know, sometimes rebuilds can be more difficult in year two than in year one uh, for a variety of reasons, one of which is your first year, the kids back in your program are sick of losing or whatever and stuff like that. You can get a little bit of a shot of energy and you can have a better season than people think. And I think you saw that from Minnesota at this time a year ago. They didn't sustain it all year, uh, but they started out really well in non-conference play. Now, you know, uh, Ben Johnson has obviously had to turn over his roster through recruiting. So they're playing a lot of freshmen. And as is the case with 99% of the teams in college basketball, they're especially vulnerable to Zach Eady, uh having no real big guys uh, to throw at him. So there's no surprise whatsoever Purdue wins this game comfortably. Um, but, you know, the story of this game is kind of consistent with the story of Purdue's season in that the level of productivity and the level of dominance and the level of uh, consistency, most notably, you've gotten from Zach Eady has really, really been something. You know, he is playing at a, a high All-America type of level. Uh, you know, he goes and gets 31 and 22 rebounds uh, in the first Big Ten game of the season. Now, obviously, nobody's going to be beating their chest over doing this against Minnesota at home, but nothing about Zach Eady's play this season, and that involves Duke, that involves Gonzaga, that involves Marquette, that involves West Virginia, says that this isn't something that he's going to sustain for the majority of the year. Now, is he going to dominate every single game? Of course not. There's going to be games against, you know, Trace Jackson Davis, Hunter Dickinson, whoever it might be, where it's legitimate strength on strength. Uh, Purdue's not necessarily seen that yet. Um, and Zach Eady might not just completely run rampant over the game the way he's done so, so far. But he has been, he's been incredible. He's been everything Purdue ever could have wanted from him this season and probably then some. You know, he's been, he's been great offensively. He's been consistent offensively. Uh, he's made all the right passes. He's made all the right decisions. Um, he's been efficient, uh, except for that that weird first game against Milwaukee that didn't even matter. Uh, on defense, he's been really, really good. Uh, on the glass, he's been elite. Nothing short of elite. He's probably been the best rebounder in the country so far this season. Uh, and you just could not ask any more uh, from your best player. He's been a good leader. He's had a level head. Uh, he's been the sort of consistent presence, both as a player and a person, that, you know, Purdue probably could have used a little more of last season. 
Um, he, he's just been a great piece to build this team around, and you can't say any more about the way he's been playing this season. Uh, beyond that, I think this game was also a, a uh, reflection of Purdue really flexing its offensive muscles. Here, you know, any other night, okay, uh, if Zach Eady doesn't have 31-22 and 22 in a Big Ten game, this entire podcast, all of our postgame coverage is dedicated to Fletcher Lawyer, who in his first Big Ten game of his freshman year has 20 points, 8 assists, and 0 turnovers. Uh, kid is going to be a star. Uh, he and Braden Smith both. You know, Matt Painter always talks about those two collectively. Like, you can never ask him about one and he doesn't talk about the other. And I think part of the reason is that they're, they're just so the same and their outlooks for their careers are so the same. I mean, this there's a reasonable scenario here where Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer is your backcourt for at least three years at Purdue. And from what you've seen through eight games, what do you think that's going to look like after 45 games? You're sitting here with a backcourt unlike anything you've had ever probably at Purdue, at least under Matt Painter. Um, and Fletcher Lawyer is a huge part of that. I, I, I think he's he's going to be an absolutely wonderful college basketball player. And I don't just throw around the word wonderf- wonderful, please understand. But he was, he, he was awesome tonight. And, um, you know, again, if someone else on his team didn't have 31 and 22 – Fletcher Lawyer would be the story of this game. Uh, but also, Purdue's just offensive skill. You know, Purdue just keeps rolling offensively. They're becoming a really strong, really consistent, really sound offensive basketball program. And that's really represented this shift in Matt Painter over the years that may, he may or may not agree with, but he's kind of gone from that play hard at all costs, defensive grab and hold kind of defensive coach to a guy who's becoming like a modern age John Beeline from an offensive perspective you know things like that and I think when you see a game like this where you have Zach Eady you know getting 31 points but also Purdue turns this game on its side with its jump shooting uh you know Purdue made back-to-back transition threes and then a quick uh jumper out of a half-court set that really kind of blew this game open uh, in less than like a minute and a half. I think that's where Purdue is really kind of flexing its offensive muscles here. Uh, you know, Purdue to kind of counterbalance this with a little bit of concern. You know, Purdue gave up a lot of points in the second half, albeit Minnesota made a lot of the sorts of shots that Purdue's defense is geared to make people make, whether they're step back threes or or tough runners oversize, kind of things like that. Same as Florida State. Uh, I don't know how much of a concern that second-half defensive showing was, uh, but Purdue's been really good defensively. Uh, so I guess that's just something to watch, make sure Purdue maintains consistency from a defensive perspective, especially as the games get more and more difficult. Um, so, But this was the Zach Eady and Fletcher Lawyer show. Mason Gillis didn't play tonight because of, because of a minor back injury, as it's been described. Uh, that kind of jacked up Purdue's rotations a little bit, its roles. And when I say jacked up, I mean more like streamlined than became a problem. Caleb first started, Trey Kaufman ran, uh, came off the bench. Both of those guys got more opportunities. They ended up combining for 20 points and eight rebounds between the two of them. First makes two threes. Uh, Trey Kaufman ran, gave you a, a legitimate low post scoring option when Zach Eady was off the floor. 
uh, as Caleb First has done here and there, uh, too, uh, the last few games. I, I shouldn't leave that out. But I, you really like what Purdue has from an offensive pieces perspective, too, with that second unit. You have a guy you can play through in, in Trey Kaufman-Ren. You have a big guy who can be a matchup problem on the perimeter in Caleb First, whose energy just keeps affecting games, who you can also post up depending on your matchups. He and Kaufman-Ren, I, I think, play pretty well together. You have... Uh, you have a guy in Brandon Newman who can come in and get you 10 points in, in five minutes if on the right night, things like that. Purdue's just got a lot more offensive firepower than I think that you know any of us figured they would at this point because those freshmen are so advanced uh, and because those, those two second-year forwards are, are both in a pretty good place to produce at this stage of their career. So Purdue's got a lot going for it here. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to draw too much into this one game because – even though this was a Big Ten game, this was essentially an extension of the non-conference season, uh, less so than Nebraska will be because, because Nebraska is going to be a true road game, uh, Purdue's second true road game of the season. But, um, you know, Purdue's a much better team than Minnesota. Minnesota's in a tough spot. Uh, I don't want to say they're going to be the worst team in the Big Ten, but they're not going to be the best. Uh, I think they'll be in a, they'll be in a, a real death math match with Nebraska to see who the worst team in the Big Ten ultimately ends up being, even though Nebraska has a couple wins in out-of-conference play against high majors. Um, I'll still kind of believe it when I see it. Uh, Northwestern's going to have some some long days ahead here. So we'll see who actually ends up being the worst team in the Big Ten. But that's immaterial at this point. It was a Big Ten game. Uh, it was an excitable environment for Purdue. Uh, they played, I don't know if they played great, but if you don't play great and you still score 89 points and you still win by 19 in a conference game, I think you're, I think you're pretty good and your standard's pretty high. So uh, that's sort of what I got from Purdue's 89 to 70 win over Minnesota in Mackey Arena. So once again, for our friends at Purdue Federal Credit Union, the Sand Valley Golf Resort, uh, AcrePro.com, TNW Design and Build, um, the Whitaker Inn and uh, East End Grill and Ripple and Company. This is Brian Newbert from GoldenBlack.com uh, with your Golden Black Radio Express postgame podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. I'll talk to you again midweek after Purdue plays Hofstra. Thanks, everybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.